0: What's up, everyone? This is Andrew Petcash here on the Weekly Roundup. I want to thank you for tuning in, as always. I'm looking forward to doing these every Sunday. I hope you enjoyed last week, and we have a bunch more good stuff coming today. Um, I'd like to start kind of breaking down the Olympics a little bit. I read an article yesterday that the viewership is down 55% compared to 2018. And I think, honestly, a lot of this barrels down to the Winter Olympics are just... Truly not as exciting as the Summer Olympics. And I think on top of that, a lot of it boils down to people are sick of China's crap. Uh, we're sick of the discrimination, the censorship, the human rights issues, the, the virus and all the speculations that it came from there. So, I mean, even personally, I won't watch one second of the Olympics this year. And uh, it's sad to say because these are very talented athletes and sports that are generally overlooked, but you will not catch me tuning in this year as with apparently a lot of other people. And so while we're on the topic of the Olympics, this actually ties in perfectly to a concern I have around Olympic sports in general as a whole. Uh, the The NCAA defines Olympic sports as non-revenue generating, and so these are things such as, well, basically anything that's not basketball or football, men's basketball or football. Um, and especially with NIL becoming more and more relevant, the, the debates about players actually getting paid in those sports, we're going to, in a separation even possibly from the NCAA, of how are we going to fund these? And this could definitely be a concern, especially in America, as the NCAA, basically all of those Olympic sport athletes get pushed on to the Olympics, where we usually usually finish at the top with the most medals of any other country. But that, I mean, we could be seeing a change in that if the NCAA structure starts to change around a little bit, and even a separation. But I think we're we're several years away from that or anything. But it's definitely something to keep an eye on, um, and most definitely if you're not a football or basketball player. And then leaning into the NIL world, we had some some interesting news this week that kind of shook things up a little bit, especially for myself, I I was kind of surprised to see this happen so early, but we had the first NIL collective, which is, which are basically third party groups consisted of a lot of boosters and important alumni that come together and basically donate money to sponsor NIL deals for the student athletes, but they're not associated with the actual university. Well, in Florida at the university of Florida, the Gator Collective, which is their third-party NIL group, signed a sponsorship deal with the actual university. So they will be paying the university money for their IP rights and a few other things. But not not a ton has been released, so I'm definitely gonna be digging into that a little more. I know a lot of people involved, so I'm, I'm gonna to try to try to find out some more. But it's definitely interesting as the whole world of NIL and compliance. And third parties, especially with these collectives, are kind of all tying into one now. And it's and the NCAA is going to have to make a decision or not make a decision. And we have good old Lane Kiffin, who's the head coach of the University of Mississippi football team, Ole Miss, was joking this past week about how Texas AM, and specifically head coach Jimbo Fisher, paid for their recruiting class in 2022 and should have a luxury tax enforced. Which is basically when, in baseball, the top market teams have to pay a fee to the smaller market teams to keep it more competitive. But what's kind of ironic and funny about this whole thing is Lane Kiffin, he, he's definitely, uh, I would say, one of the most out-there coaches. He, he utilizes social media, especially Twitter, and uh, gets people fired up. And, you know, you kind of love him or hate him. But he, he even, at the end of the week, put up a post saying he's the transfer king. And what that means is he's had the, according to some of the ranking sites, the top class of transfers, meaning they got the best players that are transferring. And I don't know, it's just kind of ironic to me that you're going to be mad about someone paying for a recruiting class, when if you're going and getting the top transfers, there might be some some things going on underneath as well. Um, but actually on that, I wrote about it this past week, you might have seen that, but there is definitely a transfer portal problem. There's currently 4,300 active football players in the transfer portal. That's just simply a lot of them will not even be playing football next year. That's the sad part. And there's good high school players that probably won't be either because of this. And it's, uh, it's going to be a growing concern. I don't have the solution right now for you. But, I mean, we're, we're going to see. And hopefully there someone comes up with something whether it's a transfer window or some sort of rules that kind of limit it. But while Lane Kiffin likes to stir the pot, we do have some good news on the NIL and players' compensation front. One team and Fanatics this last week have partnered for the first national group licensing deal. And basically what it, ena- what it enables is in this fall, uh, the fall of 22, institutions will be able to basically team up with this collaboration and players who will get the most benefit, they're going to be able to sell their own jerseys, whether they're Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, etc., with their name on the back. So in college football, we're going to be seeing a lot of names on the back of jerseys. We're going to be seeing people in the stands with, you know, I'm going to go back a little bit, a Johnny Manziel Texas A&M jersey, except Johnny Manziel is actually going to get some of the, the percentage of the sale from it. So that's big news. Love to see that. Um, that, was, that was definitely some of the, the most positive and good news to hear out of NIL this last week. So I'm actually going to switch gears here a little bit to a story that, that caught my attention early in the week. It's definitely interesting. I, I wrote about it, too, and it, it involves a transgender athlete bill. Um, and this past week, 16 University of Pennsylvania swimmers issued a letter saying that they are in support of the new transben- transgender bill that aims to protect female athletes. By limiting their participation and uh, ba- basically protecting like true biological females, uh, but basically the main interesting takeaway out of this whole thing is that one of their teammates is a transgender, Leah Thomas, and she actually just broke a bunch of Penn University of Penn and Ivy League records. And uh, it's kind of the old the old adage of like your teammates are competition what as well, especially in a sport like swimming. And my take on it is this whole transgender thing, it's bad for the sport. It's really bad. You're, you're taking away opportunity scholarship spots from biological females. And the most frustrating part is it's often subpar male athletes that do a gender switch and then go to female sports and basically think they're all cool for dominating the, dominating the women's sport then. Um, and, and they got to they got to enact a rule, right? Or we're going to keep seeing this problem reoccur. Uh, but but what's interesting is the swimming championships are coming up in, in March of 2022. So about a month. And the NCAA has to make a decision because Leah Thomas, I mean, she broke Penn records Ivy League, but she could go and crush a bunch of female swimming records in that. All right, enough, enough of that. Let's switch right back to NIL. And I mentioned earlier that the college athletes having names on their jerseys might be some of the best news out of the week. Actually, I might take that back right now because Grambling State University, they're working on a deal right now with two companies called Athlete and Urban Edge Networks that will get every single student athlete, not just football or basketball or whatever main revenue sports out of school is. No, we're talking about every athlete paid. For the whole year. Grambling State University doing an NIL deal that gets every athlete paid for the whole year. I did write about that earlier this week, which you might see. I haven't heard any new developments. I have spoken with some people at Athlete and also Grambling State, but they're going to keep me up to date. So I'm going to keep you up to date. Exciting news. Interested to see how much the deal is worth. But nonetheless, great news, especially coming out of the HBCU arena. So let's jump over to sports tech real quick. There are two things that caught my eye this week that I'm going to share with you here today on this weekly roundup. The first being there's a new robot company that is taking away a lot of jobs from stadium workers. And I think this is a trend with robots in general. We're going to see more and more human capital lost due to robots being way more efficient and also more, you know, better capital wise, uh, costing less money for a company. So the, the company I'm mentioning here in the sports tech space is called Tiny Mobile Robots, and they can line a soccer field, meaning like paint it, in only 20 minutes, whereas it takes multiple humans five plus hours to do the same job. So you can see why that's an easy switch for anyone. And it uses GPS and AI to get the job done. It's uh, a Danish company, and they're, they're expanding now. They're, they're trying to come to the US. They actually just signed deals with Florida State University, and the University of Yale uh, to, I'm assuming, to line their soccer fields. Um, I know they're, they're trying to get into American football as well, basically any field, but uh, that's that's like the first thing, company-specific company, pers- company specific in sports tech, but then the major news was just about the sports tech market in as a whole. So right now, uh, I take that back, in 2020, it was valued at $11 billion dollars. But this new report is saying that it's going to triple by 2027. So in five years to a market size of more than 36 billion. And a lot of the drivers of this are new sports leagues, e-sports, rising demand for audience engagement, whether that be uh, gambling or like tokens and kind of things from Web3. And then AI, um, VR and AR. So kind of like the metaverse world of sports, but yeah, sports tech, I mean, in five years, I think it's going to be worth a lot more. And I think it's also going to look a lot different, which is, you know, as it's good and it's bad. All right, folks, thank you for sticking with me so far. A few more things left to go. Um, And really cool one here is Andrew Jones, who is a guard for the University of Texas uh, men's basketball. He is deciding to give 10% of his NIL money, or money earned through NIL, to the Veve Foundation, which mostly uh, helps fund cancer research. And then also Nick Ever, who's a QB at Oklahoma, is going to be doing the same thing and donating a portion of his NIL earnings to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. But meanwhile, while we're talking about that, it's interesting because Davo Sweeney, who's the head football coach at the University of Clemson, He's been, he continues to speak out against the professionalism of college sports. And his, his main emphasis is that education should be the focus. And while I don't disagree with him 100%, I think it's wrong for someone that's earning you know, over $5 million a year coaching young men to just strictly say it should just be about education. Um, and even more so when 98% of these college football players won't even get a chance at the NFL. So that's a lot of money, which we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in NIL, where they could get ahead, and it's while they're at their peak athletically. And it's also a chance to learn more about business, networking, relationships, doing interviews, uh, doing taxes. So I think Davo's wrong for that. And I mean, look at these things Andrew Jones and Nick Ever are doing. I mean, they're donating 10% of their money to foundations, uh, charities with the cause. Is Davo doing that? I don't know, but... Uh, just, I think he needs to, to cool it off. Maybe he's just not as good a re- as a recruiter as we thought, and he's getting behind a little bit in NIL. But on to the next thing, the WNBA. It is now valued at $1 billion after raising $75 million more over the last couple months. Nike is an investor, Baron Davis, former basketball player, a bunch of other high-net-worth individuals and, and notable people. But but just for some reference for you, the average NBA team, so we're talking like singular, uh, is worth on average 2.48 billion dollars. Uh, the Knicks are over six billion, I believe, and but but even just the average is 2.4, which is almost well, which is two and a half more than the WNBA as a whole. So there's only 12 teams. They play mostly in the summer. Definitely, I mean that's awesome. Love to see women's sports get more publicity. But, I mean, you can be valued at whatever you want. It will be interesting to see what they do with these funds, how they convert it. Truthfully, if you want my honest opinion, they should lower the hoops. If they lower the hoops and women are dunking, I would start watching. And I think a lot of other men and even women would agree. Their viewership will go up. It will be much better. Uh, they, As we mentioned earlier, they don't want transgenders. So they're, they're basically saying biologically they're inferior with that. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So I would love to see the hoops lowered. Let's get women's sports. Let's get some more dunking. Let's get Brittany Griner being the normal. And uh, let's boost the WNBA and all women's sports. And the last thing here I got for you is Outback Steakhouse has signed a bunch of college basketball players to NIL deals. And they've, they've actually done it in a cool way where they've done pairs. So like Villanova, they took Colin Galebski who's their uh, point guard, and uh, Maddie Seahurst, I believe is her name, who is a, a guard for Villanova as well. And they've done it at Michigan and a bunch of other schools. But that's that's kind of the last thing I had here today. I really want to take a take a second to thank all of you for listening in. Plan on doing this every week. I hope you enjoy it. A little, little updated news on, on main topics I talk about. Cool reading passage, some tweets, podcasts. Stuff to recommend on and and finish out the week strong and be ready for the next week. But as always, thanks again. Andrew Petcash, Clocking Out Here. Peace.